Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box. I'm with a friendly and familiar face in Jamie Winship. Jamie, how are you today? Great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. And we've got so many, we've got, we've got a very important topic to talk about today. In a, in a previous episode, which we'll link below, we talked about, you know, going into the intuitive, going into that intuitive mind and, and creating, you know, putting, doing, I guess, doing what we were called to do, you know, be creators as right. humans. Yeah. And um, there's a vulnerability to, uh, to having the faith to, to, to go run. Yeah, that's a great know? way to say that. Yeah. Like, I just want to, I want to talk a little bit about it, you know, because it's risky, you know, because, you know, we're running a race. What if we never get there? Right. What if we never get to where we're wanting to go or what we had envisioned in our head? I know each and every one of us have probably experienced that in some micro version and it probably stops us yeah. from doing it again. Yeah, absolutely. So can you talk to us a little bit about okay, we've we're being causal. We're in the intuitive mind. We're running. You know, how do we keep going? Yeah. So as, as we talked before, so you're, you're, so the intuitive, the intuitive mind is lifting us up, upward and out, outward, ascending and transcending scenarios that we find ourselves in. Um, not in an unreal sense, but in a real sense, like real issues, real things in our life. Um, we're not living in a dream world, but the way we, but we do dream so that we can visualize what's not yet seen. Mm. It's just common. I mean, it's just common to all invention and creation. I think we talked before about Mozart hearing a whole symphony in his mind. He can hear the whole, he can actually hear it in his mind. This is the intuitive. And then the rational is he has to go write every instrument out. Mm. Like it just, yeah. And it takes him months. And he said that part's agonizing. This part's fantastic. Yeah. The hard part is like, okay, now go do it. Yeah. Right. And this is where, this is where we fail or die or quit or... Um, so, so let's, so as a human, we'll have these ideas. And when we're young, we, we have them all the time. Yep. And then as we, as we get into sort of the real world, as we will, we'll call it, um, we start really realizing, wow, I had this dream to do this thing and be this thing and it didn't work Mm. or, or, or it's harder than I thought, or, wow, there's a lot of opposition to this. And so, right it can crush our dreams or throw water on you know the fire and all those sorts of metaphors um and so we have to have a way to work through that right we it's not a dream life and an imaginary life Uh, uh, that's why um opioids are so appealing is i can go into the intuitive and never come out (laughs) or the metaverse or these dangerous places where we're creating where we can go live where you never have to face a real conflict or a Mm. real issue which is not human it's very inhuman to do something like humans were made to dream and as pioneers as people causal who are causing things to happen we go out and we encounter these things at not as problems that separate us but as creative challenges that draw us together yeah right yeah so that's the goal but when we get out there so then the question is what stops that like what happens when we and we all know this as you're saying we all can talk about yeah well i tried that and it didn't work or i believe that one time and it didn't work um so what is that what's occurring what's happening there i'll tell you one result of it because we do want to talk about this so like if you're especially as you're going into the new year Mm -hmm. you know and whether 
you know, whether 24 hours makes a difference is, doesn't matter as much as it's a symbol in our minds. I like it. I like to say tomorrow, I'm going to start this new thing. I love it. Right. I think it's great. I, I think yeah. we ought to be doing it all the time. A lot of the times. And, um, you know, if you're a student of the of the scriptures of the Bible, there's one of my favorite passages is when God says to Israel, "Consecrate yourselves or prepare yourselves for tomorrow. I'm doing a new thing." Okay, like that would get me going, right? <laughs> and and it and the new thing is it's completely intuitive. Like yeah. we're gonna go do this, and like, well, we've never done that before. I know. So get prepare yourself yeah. that we're gonna go do. And when they go to do it, it's all kinds of obstacles. And um, so what happens when you hit the obstacle is, is so like I make, I make a resolution for the new year and I love, I like reading. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to exercise. Uh, one of my favorite ones, I talk about this every year when I'm talking about new year's resolutions is, is one year, the number three resolution was, I was looking at a list of which resolutions are broken fastest. <laughs> you know, you make one. So it's New Year's Eve, you're out partying and all, and you're like, tomorrow, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop smoking. Which ones go away the fastest? Well, smoking, I think, was the first one that, ah, forget that, I'm not going to do that. But number three was, I'm going to learn something new. <laughs> so they make a resolution, in 2023, I'm going to learn a new thing. And, and that's one of the ones where, for whatever reason, that doesn't happen. So that means you're making, you're making a, a decision, I'm going to learn something new, and then you decide, nah, I'm not going to learn anything. <laughs> right? But that's like, actually, people have made a decision, they're not going to learn anything new. And you can tell because when they inter encounter a new paradigm or a new situation or new information, they won't receive it. Mm. And so, so anyway, when you're, so when you make a resolution and you go in and you get squashed for whatever reason, th then what it produces in you is this, a, a belief and the belief is like, I'm not able to do it. Yeah. Right. And I, it's an yeah. I am statement. Wow. I'm not, I don't have the strength. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the determination. And really, if you keep going down, like, really, I'm just a failure. And really, like, I really don't like myself even. So why would I put myself through this torture? And, and as they get this subtlety, it leads to depression. But, but what, how, because that, that when a human being takes on a view of themselves that's not only false, it's actually inhuman. It's like, I'm a failure. There's no such thing as a failure. Like that's not an identity. You can fail at things, but it doesn't make you a failure, mm -hmm. right? They take on a quality that's inhuman or a belief that's inhuman. It produces all kinds of anxiety in us, like that we have to cope with. And that anxiety becomes anger. But the anger is not, so healthy anger is aimed at injustice always, yep. right? We've talked about that. So if, so what's the, if there's no real injustice, then what do you do with that anger? You turn it inward. You're angry at yourself. Interesting. And when you, so, so we, we were talking uh, as if the intuitive mind is like a rising up, right? It's like a, ri a thought rising up in us and going out here where we envision it and think about it as what if this were true and real now? And then we can bring it down in the rational to it. But as it's rising up, what things yank that thing right back down? Failures do. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Right. And, 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 and it can't, ri when it can't, so think of this 
you know, your spirit or your soul or your identity is always trying to ascend and transcend in all humans. And when you're talking to a person and you're doing that to them, they call it hope. Like you're giving them hope. Hope always makes people go upward. Even though there's problems, yeah, but we have hope. And when they lose hope, it means that, that their sense of their intu intu intuitive mind is gone. And the only thing they can envision is I'm a failure or failure or disaster. So they'll stop doing this. They'll stop going up and out. And so they become trapped downward and they become angry because it's not right. It's not right to be thinking of yourself as a failure. It's wrong. It's counter to humans. And so they become angry at themselves. And the injustice is that I am, that my identity is failure. And that's an injustice, but I can't do anything about it. So where, where is the mistake made? You know, because to me, you know, you're always going to have failures. Like right. you're going up. Mm -hmm. It's always going to happen. Yes. You know, and in my head, it's a, it's a series of going up, running into a barrier, contemplating, going up, running into a barrier, yeah, contemplating. Exactly. And what's happening is we get so discouraged and maybe we even lose sight of the original, you know, vision. Right. You know, so what is, where, where are we making the mistake? Is it, is it in the stopping or is it because the anxiety comes from stopping, right? Cause right. you have to, it's like settling, sitting in your stomach. Right. And, yeah. Cause we're made to go that way. Right. Yeah. So that, so the, just like you're saying, it's like, and, and it's, it's so interesting because the truth of the universe is that in order to go from here to here, you have to work in this healthy, restful way you work. It tears things down and then it gets built up better and then you work and it tears things down. It's like pain and failure, mm -hmm. yep. success. Like that's the reality of the whole thing. Unless a seed dies to itself, it cannot grow. Like there it is. So if a seed suddenly thinks, wow, the once I die, I'll never return. I refuse to die. <laughs> then you'll never, then you'll never grow. Oh, right. So, okay. if, right. So if I start believing that the failure part is giving me identity, then I won't do it. But if I realize the failure, the, the truth is I'm bringing my identity into this beautiful journey into becoming the fullness of who I am, knowing that on the way failure is what forces the false part of me to die <laughs> and allows the true part of me to continue. How do we convince ourselves of that? Well, you just, well, one, you need community. <laughs> yeah. You do need community. You can't sit in a room by yourself and figure this out. You won't do it. Humans were, humans do not have the qualities to survive in isolation. We don't have it. We, we, we were made, created, evolved into living in community. Mm. And so anything that we're doing in our culture that produces separation, isolation, is causing the human to be not human and it's producing inside of them a sense of injustice and anger, which is called depression. <laughs> when I'm talking to a depressed person, I always ask them, who are you mad at? That's what I always ask. Who are you, what are you angry about? What is it normally? Is it themselves or is it yeah. actually someone else? It's a perceived injustice always. It's an, who, okay, what's the injustice that hurt you? What is it? And then they're like, I'm not smart enough. Okay, that that's not true. 
Do you see? Yeah. Like we're going to, that's, you're not, you've been smart enough. There is no injustice there. Like it's not even true. Right. So I'm a victim. I'm, I'm, I'm a victim. That's an injustice. And I'm, my anger is aimed at the injustice, but it's not there really. Yeah. So where's that anger going to go <laughs> in and down, in and down. Right. That's so fast. So what, we, what has to happen is that false identity has to die. Where does it die in the failure is where it can die. So talk to me about that. Like, okay, we're ascending. Mm-hmm. We're in the intuitive. We're going up we reach barrier, uh, barriers, we fail at something, right. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like, what what dies there? Is it the belief that we're a failure at that moment? Could be. Or is it, you know, do does that vision die and we go to a new one? Like, what's what death is happening? Because it, it makes so much sense to me with the seed example. Yeah. You know, you have to have that to happen. Yeah, yeah right. So there ha- so there has to be there has to be a continual dying of the false self. Continual. And it's deep and it holds on. <laughs> all the things we've learned about ourselves, the world we're in and other people that's not true. All of that stuff has to die and the only way it'll die is in when you hit barriers and walls and trials and tribulations. It has the, a, a chance to die. Okay, so simple example which I was get, so I was teaching a university class, university class yesterday, and I was ta- we were talking about being writers, becoming write, you know, writing a play or screenplay or a book, and I was telling them that the first time I went to a writers conference long time ago, many years ago, thirty years ago, um, when I went into the conference, I had written you know a little kind of a novel thing and I went in and there were 500 people in the room and you had to pay a lot of money it was it wasn't like a little lame little writer's conference it was like a high dollar major publishers but you you have to pay a fortune to go so I pay this fortune get in there it's in Chicago and there's 500 people was the was the you know cut off as a 500 500 people in and they paid a lot of money to be in there and these famous publishing houses there and the the speaker stands up and he goes I just want I'm just gonna you just I'm just gonna tell you the truth right now in this room of 500 people 498 of you wasted your money (laughs) right I'm just telling you straight off he goes you're gonna come up here and tell us you know God gave you the book or something like that but God's not a very good writer you know that kind of thing and it was just like this really and that's how they all talk like you're this process is hard very few people make it through it most people that do have been through a long you know lit program at university of iowa or somewhere and you guys most of you are just like coming in out of we don't know where so so in that room something dies when he says that kind of stuff and rightfully so yes okay so that's part of the purpose right so something dies Okay. So, but the question is what dies in the room? So I'm in the room and when he says that, and this is what happens in people, the vision dies. My vision would be so gone. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'd be like, well, crap. I thought I had something. Right. (laughs) Yes. And so that is like letting, that's letting your spirit die. That is not what can die in the room. First of all, it can't die. Your vision can't die like that, but it, but you can let it go. You can, you know how we were in the previous episode, we were talking about once the intuitive mind, you know, you have a vision and an idea, you want to go after it. Yeah. Well, if when you hit a wall, when you go after it, you don't want to quit. You want, you want to start asking questions like, wow, what was that wall? The vision's wrong. No, 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 no. It, the vision, hold on to the vision. So, so what happened to me in that room was I knew I had a choice on how, what needed to die in here. 
Mm. And, um, and I decided what needed to die was my fear of going forward. <laughs> so, okay, how did you come up with that? Like, because I, th- I'm not kidding. I made a decision in that room. I said out loud, wow, there's only one other person in this room that I'm going to compete with. <laughs> Do you see? I love it. I can decide either way. Right. Right. But I'm not going to let my dream die because he said that. He's correct. He's correct. But why do I put myself in the 498? Because, well, you chose to, right? Yes. Because, I mean, you had a choice there. Yeah. Most of you are going to fail. I'm a failure. No one said that about you. Why did you pull that identity on? But, and, and, you know, if I could talk to people longer, that isn't the first day they believe they were a failure. All that's doing is verifying in their mind what they came in already believing is this ain't going to work, but I'm going to try, but it's not going to work, but I'm going to try, but it's not going to work. So that, ha, so and that's you, depressing. That's totally depressing. <laughs> I'm depressed thinking about it because I'm depressed at how many times in my life, like I've done yes. that very thing. Right. So like, how do we, how do we avoid that yeah so then again so that's kind of a barrier and that's a chance for the false you to die okay not the true you people let the true them true selves die in that situation no so then you come out and you say wow and this is truth telling like wow i really that so scared me and intimidated me i don't want to go and do the next part the next part was going and meeting for two minutes with three different publishers and presenting your manuscript after you've heard this 45 minute talk on most of you aren't going to make it so um so you come back and then your question is where did i where did i come up with this idea that fast that i'm one of the failures i had to learn that somewhere yeah, I, the the our natural is to think, well, okay, well, shoot, I guess it's not going to work no, out. Our natural is to think I can do it. That's the human true natural. The false is that I've been taught that the natural is to think that you can't do it. Interesting. That's, that's a learned. That's totally defi- learned. Definitely learned. I love it. I have a good friend. He when someone says to him, "I'm trying to learn patience," he goes, "No, that's not true. You were born patient. You learned to be impatient." How is that? Like, and that has to die. Yeah. So these this journey upwards is basically a series of dying off of these learned things that we've gotten from the world yes that seems natural because i think it's always you know we've been taught that you know well you know only you know x number of people that's right always you know, make it in whatever x thing mm-hmm. and then we end up and, and, and this is per, a perfect segue because what we end up doing in most areas of our lives is we lessen the vision Right. We, we make the vision lower. Right. Instead of writing the book, it's, uh, well, you know, maybe I can work at a publishing place, you know, and, you know, just be in the industry. Right. You know, so how do you, how do you guard yourself from that? Because because the natural is going to be to lower expectations because then I won't be disappointed. Right. And then I won't think I'm a failure. That's right. Yeah. So again, it's, it's, it's and and this is so like when you if you make a resolution let's say going into the new year get in you want to be in a community 
that's going to keep challenging you on that forward. Like community is so important because if I get by myself, the system that we're in will shut you down. It'll just wear you out. Yeah. But if you, but if you stay in community, keep working on how did that make me feel to be in that room and realizing that failure is the normal part of the process. Mm. It is the absolute normal part of the process. And the failure is an opportunity, always an opportunity to say, okay, what did I just learn from that? What did the true me learn from that? I don't get identity from the failure, but I do get insight and wisdom from it. Yeah. Lots of it. And as you're going through it, it may be that like, actually, I really don't, it's really not this way. It's actually this way that I really want to go. So you start out in yep. this direction thing, boy, I really want to get there. And then as you're moving along, you realize, and the failure helps you recognize it. Actually, that's not even what I'm really, where my joy is. My joy is actually over here. And you thank, you're thankful for the failure. And you continue to ascend. Yes. And then, cause you know, as you were speaking there, in my head, I kept, you know, going back in time and, you know, those feelings of like, you know, just beating yourself uh. up and you just, I think a lot about, you know, my tennis career. I also think about, you know, actors and auditions, uh, yes. just, you just get beat down, yep. beat down, yep. beat down. Mm -hmm. And it really, I guess it's a built in weeding out process, but how do you, it's just so easy to see yourself as the starving artist yeah. that I'm sure you've talked a lot about. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, it's like it becomes cool, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm the starving artist yeah. type, yeah. you know, and, and subconsciously you actually see yourself as a failure That's right. and that you don't deserve. It's a coping mechanism. To, it it to, has to right. be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, this is so interesting because, because these, as you fail, as you, like, like we're working on a project right now that's that's not been done before and we know it's not been done before and so when some when we're when people say well tell us what your goal is like we don't have a goal we don't know how to name a goal yet we're going in this direction we we don't know what that looks like exactly but we're, we we know we have an idea of what it should look like and the guy leading the project to stop me another guy he said we we're just going to say from the beginning we're going to build a hundred prototypes and this is a human endeavor, a hundred prototypes, knowing that most of them are not going to work. Yeah. But, but like why we will never be surprised by that. We'll never be surprised by failure. Right. So you're almost like you, you, you see it differently. Just like we talked about in an earlier episode about who's leading the conversation, the intuitive or the rational, right. You know, in this case, it's, you're not identifying with the failure. Right the failure actually works for you. That's right. And we're just responding to it. We're not reacting right. to it. We're not get pulling identity from it. So as we're going forward, as we're going forward and these things are happening. So like in that scenario, let me skip back to that scenario for a second, just to show you the beauty of the whole thing. So I was, I don't know how I was 35 or something when I went to that. And so the, the next day that you, you go into a, a main publisher, a main senior editor, very intimidating. And when you go in, they have a timer and you have two minutes to pitch your book to them. Well, I've never done it before. I've never pitched a book before. So, so I can say, well, why would I, why would I not go just try? What, what would keep me uh, th that I'm going to, I'm going to be rejected. Well, you probably are going to get rejected. I mean, that's kind of how this starts, but, but, but I'll get my identity from the rejection and it's 
devastating and it produces an, a sense of a wrong view of yourself and an injustice that can turn anger inward and downward and be depressing. It's right. It seems like it's such a fine line and it, it just, it's, you can just feel like how easy it is to go down that. Sure. That because route. it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's the wide road that everyone right. finds. Right. The narrow road is the one, not the one to success. The narrow road is the road that goes to the truth of who you are. And that's really what you want to find even beyond writing a book. Really the goal is to become who you really are. And that's what the failures can help you weed out all the false things that you think it's going to be and get to the real. So how do you how do you do that because I'm seeing this as a you know it's like a peeling the onion scenario you know okay I learned this about myself yes. here mm-hmm. you know um and again it's the dying off process and also a revealing process yes. of Truth you know telling. going back to the the uh to identity yes you know how can we mm-hmm. cuz it just it makes so much sense as to how why we're supposed to be in the intuitive mind. That's because right. That's our path. Right. To yes. You know, learning who we are. Right. Our identity. Right. And so again, and so just like you're saying, so we, so the failure we see as helpful. Mm-hmm. So it takes away our fear of it. Okay. When a when a person when when a person says, "Well, I'm afraid of failure," what they're really afraid of is the identity that will come with failure. And the fear is helpful because the fear is like, the fear is warning you. It's dangerous if you're going to get your identity from failure. You better be afraid of that. That's really the what the fear is, and it's valuable. So if a person says to me, if if I say, well, I'm not going to go present my book to an editor. Why not? I just I don't I don't think I don't think they're going to accept it. What if they don't? Why would you not present? What if they don't? Well, and you're trying to get down to because then I'll feel uh, my identity will become the rejected one mm. or the you're not a good writer one. Even though I can read a thousand books on, you know, famous writers who had, you know, Moby Dick was right. rejected every time, you know, right. they said it was a terrible. But that doesn't matter because but I'm getting my identity. But if I have if I'm in a community or I have the capacity to say. How does it, how does this make me a, how, wh- why do I get identity out of this? Why wouldn't it just be a challenge just to go try? Right. Just you enjoy know, the, enjoy the process. Go try and then learn about yourself. For me, I think, you know, we, we've, we've done a whole episode on hope and, and I think part of the risk of going to the publisher, making that pitch, you know, uh, going after the vision is that you fail they don't pick you or they don't sign your your book deal or whatever all of a sudden now hope's gone right you know so hope came hope was circumstantial right (laughs) that's a great lesson though it's it's, if you can realize that yes i just know like you know with so many things in our lives you know it could be a family thing you know heading to you know family dinner or whatever you know you have the hope that you know everybody's going to get along but you know i can see how you know we can be resistant to to not fail at that right because then we lose hope mm-hmm. and then it's over mm-hmm. you know and i think is it more just this continual like because hope never dies no and and the question is what is my hope built on 
Okay. And so part of failure is realizing, wow, I put my hope on the wrong thing. Interesting. That's, that's not what to put your hope in. Don't put your hope in that. So I might say, okay, I'm going to go to the Christmas dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner, the, to, to the Hanukkah dinner, and I'm going to get there. And, I, and the way it's going gonna, it's gonna to work, because it, I'm, I'm hoping in my own willpower, I'm telling you that hope is misplaced. <laughs> or my hope is that somehow over the year, they've all changed. That hope's misplaced. <laughs> What's your hope in? My hope is in my true identity responding out of love, joy, peace. That's my hope. So no matter what happens there, I'm going to be at peace. You almost can't be disappointed when, when you're in that. Cause, and, you know, because I, right. I, do, I do think I often feel, you know, unsure that the vision's wrong, you know, or I didn't interpret that right, Yeah. you know, or I'm on the wrong path, you, you know. And I think, you know, part of, part of that, like, lack of faith, you know, it's, it's like a, protective mechanism a little because I don't have to actually see it through. Yes. You don't have to see. Right. You know, another coping mechanism like, <laughs> well, it's never going to really work. But, exactly. But, and so that again, back into community, back into truth telling is like, tell me about your vision. Your vision may shift and adjust and, but, but you don't want to let it go because hope doesn't disappoint. Hope will not disappoint. But so as you're going along, so in this in this real scenario for me, so I go in to present to this publisher and I walk in there and the the assistant person has, says, ready, go do your. And I, I don't I'm, I start talking. You have two minutes. Go. And I was like, well, this book and I didn't even. And it's like, bing, the time's up. And they're like, you're out. No one said thank you. So I'm out in the hallway. I don't even know what happened. And the, the assistant said, look, if you can't say what your book's about in two minutes, you don't know what it's about. Huh. And that's humiliating, but what a good lesson. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I'm going to, what I have to let die is my pride. Like, all right, they don't know. They don't understand me. All this kind of, forget that. F how do you go to your room and figure out how to say your book in two minutes? And like, okay, we died in that room. Good. Don't bring that person in there again. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the next one going in two minutes, ready to go. I say it in two minutes. I'm all excited. I said it. In two minutes. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we don't like that. Ding it out. I'm like, but I had a victory, but it didn't go all the way, but it was a victory, but I had a better victory. I went and did it again. That's a big victory. That's the bigger victory. <laughs> I didn't let myself pull rejection as an identity out of the first time or the second, because I did the second time better. So how do you, how do you, how do you stay the course and, and how do you know when to pivot, when to veer? It seems, the whole thing seems intuitive to me. And You're, it is in, in the sense of like, cause I, in my head I'm thinking, okay, well if, if the time is to veer, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be excited about veering and not be like man, I like, I suck. I'm going to have to do this thing now. Right. You know, exactly. Joy, joy, joy is yeah. the answer. Joy is the answer. I, yeah, I was with a guy the other night and we were, he, he's, you know, going through his whole life. He's just successful sort of. And he said, how do you know, like you're making the right decision? And I said, joy. Hmm. Do when you made this decision 10 years ago, did you have joy? Not really. It was more just like, I knew I needed to do it. Like that's, that's the wrong way to think. That's purely rational. Like, what do you, what are, what is your identity trying to become? What's your gift to the world? Mm. Right? Like that. And so, so when I come out of that session, it's like, okay, I did it in two minutes. Now I, I'm like, I want to do this. 
like I want to do this. I'm not I'm not trying to write a book now. I'm just trying to like successfully do this one thing. <laughs> like this is the challenge. And so I go into the third one and he listens and he goes, okay. He goes, let me see your first three chapters. I give it to him. He goes, we'll get in touch with you. And so I leave. I get, he, he, this guy, I still have it. He sends me a handwritten note and he says to me, this is 35 years ago. He says, um, you're a good writer, but you're too dark for people that are lighthearted and you're too lighthearted for people that are dark. So when you write, you need to know who you are when you write and you don't. So like now I know people that would take that and never do it again, but he's challenging me. He's critiquing me, but he's, you're a good writer. Like I can, I see that was all I saw. Did you're you focus on you're a good writer? Yes. Ah. Cause I have the choice. Yeah. I would have been like, well, you know, I don't know who I am. Right. You know, how did you, did you use that? You're a good writer on the pathway to finding out who you yes. were. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so see, so it was a rejection. Yeah. I didn't get it. Um, but I can create from that. Like I can go forward in my, like, well, am I light? Am I dark? Like what? Is, I don't know. And so that helped me pursue my own identity, which was the key to the win in that whole thing. Figure out who you are and then write from that. That's what he was saying. But on a little card, but he took the time to hand all these things in my mind were like, what's good here? <laughs> Not like, ugh. I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna get. How do I figure? And so, thirty-five years go by, and I spend a lot of my life figuring out identity, which has been one of the greatest blessings of my professional and personal life. No, that's is incredible. the search for identity. Yeah. Because was it right to go sell a book? Yes. Did you sell a book? No, I got something way more than that. But I wouldn't have known what was beyond that if I hadn't just aimed at that. Right. Cause how can my intuitive mind see the search for identity? It was like, it was like this part of me, like write a book, go to this thing. And so then all these years, all these years later, um, uh, you know, I do the, I'm talking about identity and, and, and then I'm in Seattle 35 years later and my phone rings and I answer the phone and it's this publishing company. <laughs> It's this same company. 35 years 35 later. 35 years later. And they go, hey, our CFO is just doing this little thing you did on identity and wants to know if you've ever written a book. And this is the senior editor of Baker. And she says, he never, the CFO never calls me about anything. This is really weird. I'm so, but he said, just find your number and call you. Have you ever written a book? And so the very same publishing company that all those years said, go find yourself. They're the ones that published my book. That's incredible. But what if I said, I'm not going to do it. I'll never yeah, what, get it. What if right? you said, well, you know, I guess I, I guess I'm not a writer. I guess I, I'm not going to write a book. Right. You know, but I, I, I love this idea of how the vision, the purpose of the vision isn't only to like, see it through that's right you know the purpose of the vision is again it's cliche to say is about the journey but you know it what is. I mean? it's absolutely about, that is but like i think this makes that statement like reality right and this is how it's about the journey that's right because each step along the way you're figuring out more about yourself and learning who you are that's right and 
and I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this, Ben? And what I'm, and you can correct me, it's the dying off of the false self on the way and seeing failure as, um, seeing failure as learning opportunities and inside and out, you know, craft and with who I am. Yep. What am I missing? How do I keep the momentum going? Community. 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 Stay in community, in a community that's doing the same thing with you. Not the same vocation, but the same journey. Mm. They can be going in a million different ways, but they're committed to the same, what Kierkegaard said, with God's help, I'm becoming who I am. Mm. That's what we're doing. We're becoming who we really are. In becoming that, all kinds of fruit comes out of it. Books business ideas stuff you never even thought of because the journey is not for the business the journey is for the identity i love it I right love it. Yeah. and it's simple and keep it simple and don't get all distracted by everything the world's saying about you're only known by what you produce and just don't push the river flow with the river but re be ready when that river floats you right into the opportunity be ready for it be prepared for that opportunity <laughs> and that's the run part that and when it comes when that editor calls you guys, have you ever written anything? I'm like, yes, <laughs> you bet I have. I'm like, Donna's like, have you? <laughs> and, and then, and then I went and then when I submitted a manuscript finally to them to go into the editing process with those three editors was the most terror. I mean, I've been in terrifying situations. This is the most intimidating thing I've ever done was go, was having three editors rip my manuscript to pieces over over two years <laughs> and i i was so intimidated i wouldn't even go in my office i was so intimidated by their critique and this is the part that had to die this fear why are you afraid and i would actually envision the editor the the, the main one god bless her vicky as i never i've never even met her i still haven't i've talked to her a million times on the phone but i've never met her and i would lay in bed Picturing her as this mean person that's just thinking of ways to ruin my future. Uh, because, you know, you keep critiquing my book and I'm trying to get this thing due to publication and you keep pushing it back and saying, we need this different and what about this? And she was my best friend, you know? And the only way I overcame that fear, I mean, I would stand in my office door and not want to go in. That's how intimidating it was. And um, physically intimidating. And the whole process is die to this die to this ego this fear you have a wrong view of them it's not true and so one day i was in seattle and i was i was working out and i was running up and up these hills and this idea came to my mind in the intuitive <laughs> and the question was what's better for you the hills or the flat road and i'm like the hills yeah but you hate the hills yeah but they're good for me and so really you need to love the hills right yeah love the hills and then it was like that editor is a hill Mm. love her Ooh. because she is the one that will make you fit and it just changed like that's right and when i went to read the finished manuscript when she was done the editing it was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and she's like my favorite person now um but that's all of that has to die for the thing to grow and so it becomes not like oh gosh i'm gonna get critiqued again but just go through it. Let let them help you. It, the universe is not against you. It's for you. Stop saying that. But I had a community saying, you need to do this. Come on. And then Donna would, my wife would go in there and actually read the critique and go, it's not that bad. 
<laughs> she's like toning it down because to her, she didn't see any problem with it at all. That's just there. It's, but it's so personal to me, you know, like that. And so community, and then, yeah, looking at each challenge is like, I'm not going to turn this thing inward and get false identity and go down into depression, which pulls me way out of the intuitive. I'm going to go into it. I'm going to let the weight die off of me, fall off of me that allows me to go up and mm. further out. And sometimes that current will take me way to another direction, but it's okay. Cause now that I'm up here, I'm like, it's not really that it's actually this. Yeah. I love that because you know, often, and, and we're going to close up here in a second. I will, um, I'll kind of get down on this idea that I don't know who I am yet. So I feel like I have to figure out who I am in order to do all these things. And you know, what you're saying is that you're becoming the whole way all the way. And that's the point. Like you don't have to, you, you, you need these things. Yes. You, you need, you need the failure, you that need, process. Yes. Uh -huh. You know, it's funny how we can confuse and get them flipped. That's right. you know, I've always thought that, you know, you know, if you don't know who you are, it's almost, it's an insult. You know, right. I want to be the guy who knows who he is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the truth of the matter is we're continually learning and we're becoming the whole way. Eternal journey. Knowing who you are is an eternal journey. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Jamie, thank you. Yeah, my this pleasure. incredible. We're going to have a great new year. <laughs> guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments, what your, what your visions are, what you're not afraid of. Um, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Jamie, as always, I appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank Coming you. on again. Yeah, I'm gonna I wanna come on and hear how the year's going. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been outside the box with Jamie Winship, Living Fearless. Uh, we'll put the, the description to that down below or the link to that down below. Thank you for hanging out. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.